In this episode, we look at one of the most common mental health conditions in Australia, and that is anxiety. Anxiety should not be confused with being anxious. Being anxious and stressed is an everyday part of living and can sometimes be of benefit to us as we prepare to take on new tasks and changes in our lives. Anxiety is when these worries and stresses and anxious feelings are prolonged without any reason or cause. Those suffering from anxiety find it hard to control these thoughts and feelings and that makes it very difficult to cope with everyday life. People suffering from anxiety can be triggered by the smallest things, things that may go unnoticed by many people. They can appear to be concerned and worried most of the time and they can experience extreme panic or fear and may avoid situations such as social events or crowded places. People suffering from anxiety may experience ongoing flashbacks and revisit previous trauma that exacerbates their condition. As well as having an impact on our mental well-being, anxiety can have a physical health impact and or a financial and economic impact also. Things that can trigger anxiety are of course what we're going through at the moment with the coronavirus and the sustained impact it's having around the world, especially for those of us just easing out of lockdown restrictions in Melbourne. Being in lockdown for several months is a likely cause for the anxiety that some people are experiencing, and we're likely to see a spike in these disorders in coming years. Other events, such as changing jobs or the stress of a job, can cause anxiety. Even happy things, or things that would make most people joyful, such as having a baby or getting engaged or married, can cause extreme anxiety for some people. Conversely, losing a loved one may trigger anxiety as well. Witnessing a traumatic event or experiencing physical, sexual or emotional abuse can cause anxiety. Some people who suffer from anxiety take up substance use as a way to cope with it. However, there are studies that show that engaging in long-term use of alcohol, cannabis or amphetamines or other drugs can cause anxiety to exacerbate and may have a long-lasting and damaging effect on a person. Anxiety is the most common mental health issue in Australia. 25% of Australians will experience anxiety disorder at some stage in their life. Sadly, many people who experience anxiety do not seek professional help. There are many types of anxiety disorders, many with their own unique symptoms, traits and treatments. This podcast aim is to give a broad understanding of the more common anxiety disorders and raising awareness of some of the treatments that are available. General anxiety disorder, or GAD, is a common condition where, for a period of six months or more, more often than not, a person may feel extremely worried and find it hard to concentrate. They have trouble carrying out everyday tasks and activities and events at work, home or school. The person feels restless and uneasy. They find it hard to concentrate. They may find that they become angry, upset or irritable at short notice. They may be in considerable pain and they may have trouble sleeping at night. Social phobia is one that can affect quite a few people, essentially a fear of the spotlight. Someone who fears open criticism or they fear being humiliated in public or at work. We've all often heard about people saying that they would rather die than engage in public speaking. That is social phobia. Those suffering from a social phobia will go out of their way to avoid turning up on work days where they feel they may be asked to speak or shying away from any form of scrutiny or raising an issue, even if they know that what is being done to them is inappropriate and they fail to speak up. They may avoid social settings and become quite distressed when having to talk about themselves or their issues. And of course, there are phobias. 
in general. The number of phobias are too numerous to mention here, and new phobias are being found all the time. Common ones are fear of heights, fear of aeroplanes, fear of outdoor places, fear of spiders or animals in general, even changing work or being checked by a doctor. These phobias can sometimes be found amusing to other people, but they're quite real and serious and fearful for the people that have phobias. PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, or sometimes known as acute stress disorder, is a term that quite often we associate with emergency workers saving or rescuing people or fighting natural disasters or armed forces personnel returning from or engaged in bloody battle. But the truth is anyone can suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder. Anyone who has experienced a traumatic event in the past at all and continues to have recurring memories dreams or nightmares about those events and find it hard to go about their daily routine without thinking about them may be suffering from PTSD, especially if it's been occurring for more than four weeks. Effects of this can lead to lethargy and avoiding those routine day-to-day life events that we take part in and feeling less interested in doing things that we used to enjoy, not caring about people or commitments or even totally avoiding activities that they may associate with the traumatic event. All of these things may be the impacts of post-traumatic stress disorder. OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, is a condition that some people find amusing, especially as it's part of pop culture. We see a lot of it on movies and TV shows, and quite often these miss the mark completely. The sad part of OCD is that quite often the person affected by it knows full well that their activities and their behaviours are unreasonable, but they can't stop them, and that is part of the pain that they feel. Those with OCD can take part in rituals that may last for several minutes through to several hours per day. These repetitive behaviours can sometimes provide momentary relief, but that won't last, and they'll have the need to complete them again and again and again, seeking constant relief. Most of us would have had some form of OCD behaviour at times, things like going around and checking all the doors and windows and locks, and then leaving your house and then going back to do it again, and then as soon as you leave, realise you may need to check it again. Other people feel the constant need to organise and put things into some kind of pattern to order, and another common one is constantly cleaning surfaces, the house, yourself, or whatever space you're in. Another form of anxiety is panic attacks or panic disorder, which can be triggered at a moment's notice. It may cause shortness of breath, nausea, being lightheaded. People may find that they have no understanding of where they are or what they're doing. Some people feel detached or feeling hot or cold or both at the same time. Some people feel that they're overwhelmed or that they are about to die. They have an increased heart rate, They can be shaky and sweaty. These are all signs of having a panic attack. But it's important to note that having a panic attack does not mean that someone has a panic disorder. And with anxiety, it's really important that you seek assistance from a medical professional. Speak to your GP and get a referral to a specialist if need be. And remember, the earlier the intervention, the more likely the chances of recovery are better and faster. At the very least, it would be ideal to find someone that you feel safe to talk to and that you can share information with to have that level of support and assistance. Having someone to talk to can be a great benefit because whilst we may feel unwell with what we're going through, having someone available to support and seek assistance for you could be very beneficial. Those of you who work may have what's known as an employee assistance program at your workplace, a service that can provide some counselling or support mechanisms for those in the workplace undergoing any form of distress. Other assistance can come from psychiatrists and psychologists. There also may be mental health nurses available, mental health social workers, counsellors or local government community support workers. 
In recent times, we have seen a worldwide expansion of alternative medicine and alternative health and well-being practices. And commonly, there is a wide use of medicinal and pharmaceutical treatments prescribed. There are dozens of treatments available, and many of them depend on what type of anxiety is present, meaning what works for one type of anxiety may not be suitable for another. This is why a medical professional is the best source for seeking a treatment option. The most productive form of psychological therapy is cognitive behaviour therapy. This involves the study of thoughts and actions and determining what impact they have on the patient. The idea is to replace destructive cognition and behaviour with positive thoughts and actions. Depending on the type of anxiety, this will take place over 10 to 20 visits with the therapist. Many people with anxiety find that meditation and mindfulness has significant benefits to their well-being. These practices center on focusing on the present and of acceptance of your state of being in the current moment without judgment. We'll do a whole session on mindfulness and meditation at a later date. There are many self-help books on the subject of cognitive behavior therapy that might provide further insight and steer you towards seeing your GP or medical professional. Antidepressants can be quite effective for most common anxiety disorders. However, there are other medications that may be of benefit as well. The most important thing to realize is that these drugs need to be taken in strict compliance with the instructions of a medical professional. Complementary lifestyle treatment is becoming more accepted in recent decades and has had a surge in popularity in the last few years. This is true in life in general, not just for anxiety. As people become more busy in the world or connected to technology, they seek to find solace in a simpler, more peaceful way of life. These treatments may take the form of acupuncture, relaxation training or yoga, meditation or even herbal diets. It's important that those with anxiety receive the correct diagnosis from a trained professional in order to receive the most effective treatment. And of course early diagnosis and intervention is critical as leaving the condition unattended may lead to depression in later life along with alcohol or drug problems, suicide attempts, self-harm, reduced educational opportunities and financial or economic problems. What can you do if you live with or know someone with anxiety? Try not to be judgmental. Try not to diagnose that person and tell them what they need to do. Offer them care and support. Be there to listen to them without subjecting them to your opinion. Encourage them to seek help and encourage them as they make positive steps in getting help. Mental is everything does not replace the advice and treatment of a medical professional. And if you need assistance, please speak to your GP. You can gain further assistance from Lifeline on 131 114 or Beyond Blue on 1300 224 636. And for emergency assistance, please call 000.